Welcome again to the Bread of Life podcast. Today we have a special guest speaker, my dad. He is the Pastor Emeritus of the World Evangelistic Outreach Ministries. And today he's going to talk to us about the little foxes that spoil the vines. Hi, David. Again, it's a joy for me to be here sitting with you in the studio. David, when I look at you and realize how God has blessed you in spite of the handicap that you've had to bear every day of your life, I guess really every moment, and you've done it with dignity and honor, and you are a great testimony to so many people, David. So I am grateful that you are able to do this, and I really am honored, Dave, to come here and do a podcast with you. The illustration I want to use today, and I hope it will be one that will meet the needs of people and that people will hear what I have on my heart. The Bible tells us in the Song of Solomon, it says, take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. David, how many times in my ministry, which I've been in the ministry, Dave, uh, 40-some years. No, really, sorry, 50 years. When I think of the people that have come and gone through my ministry, and I've seen them starting out as tender young people, uh, tender uh, older people, but very sensitive people, and then through the courses of life, and the very difficulties that perhaps they found themselves in, they started to turn to hardness. And some of them have become so hardened that it's virtually impossible uh, to help them, counsel them, and give them help. I want to use this illustration. Now, the Bible says that take us the foxes, the little foxes, The Bible also, I want to use as a preference reference, says that despise not the day of small things. And that is so important in your life and my life. Dr. Bob Jones used to say that no act of sin is just a spontaneous thing, but it is a process of wicked thinking. So whatever we allow to enter our mind, and process, and think about, and look, and search, we will become that person that will be defiled, or really blessed, if we look at the right things. So we have to be careful that you and I do not set forth a process of thinking that can hurt us. And many times, we think of the major things, and the major sins in the Bible, like fornication, like robbery, like killing, like uh, stealing, just all kinds of different things. We think of that, oh, I don't want to ever do that. But so many times, myself included, we get to allow little things in our lives that will become a stumbling block. Someone has said, if you have a pebble in your sneaker, you will not be able to run as well as you did before. So that little pebble, though you have practiced and you've worked hard and you've put diligence into your efforts, 
We never would have thought that all of a sudden, maybe down the road, a mile or several miles, that pebble begins to irritate and frustrate and bring the entire race to an end. Just a little thing like a pebble. I remember my grandfather used to say, David, you look nice today. But David, your shoes are awful looking. He said, Just don't forget, you can have a suit on. And if your shoes are not nice, and we understand that. I remember Dr. Bob Jones in talking about this very thing. He would say, you know, gentlemen, be careful little things. If you get in the pulpit, you have a nice suit on, you have everything perfected pretty much, but you forgot to comb your hair or you forgot to brush your teeth. Those little issues become bigger issues. People say, my, what's that odor? Uh, when they get around you, or why didn't the pastor comb his hair? His sermon was phenomenal. Everything was wonderful in the church. So we've got to be careful as adults and as even younger people that you're careful to give a good presentation of God and a good presentation of your work in your home. So little things can hurt us. The first thing that I noticed in this verse of scripture in Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 15, it says, take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. We start out that way. We start out many times in innocence, uh, basic innocence. We're all defiled because of the sin of Adam. but there are many times we're innocent of things. And what I fear today is I look at all this uh, corruption that's being taught our young people about even their identity, whether it's a male or female, and they desire to have something else. It's terrible. It's a sin. It's an indication of the atmosphere of Satan that is literally all around us. We must not take on the attitude and the vision of most of the people in America and around the world. They are sinful. They've given over their lives to the devil, and they rarely see anything wrong in, in major areas. But today, I want to talk about us who are particularly interested in working for Jesus. We must take care, because Solomon said, our vines have tender grapes. That's how it is. But oh my goodness, if you're not careful with our children being exposed to so much radical sin, we cannot expect our kids to have much fear of God or a desire to know God. They, do, they are now pretty much an agnostic, and many of them, I fear, are already atheistic. I read some statistics the other day that something like 80% of the young people that were polled do not believe that God is the God of the universe, but they believe in an evolutionary process. The fear of God is not in their heart. But they didn't start out that way. Many of them started out with a good home, a good father, and a good mom, taking care of them and providing for their ever need. But they were not careful about the cell phone. They were not careful about the uh, literature that they're seeing. 
There's so much corruption. So all I can say is I had watched tenderness turn to bitterness, marriages that I thought were really solid. When I married a couple, I thought, boy, these two are going to make a great team. They're going to have wonderful children. And then with one that I'm thinking of two years later, Raymond came to me and said, Pastor, I just want to tell you, my wife and I are incompatible and we're we're going to get a divorce. And they already had a little boy. I said, how can this be? And I tried to reason with him, but he said, no, no, this is better for us to depart. I tell you, if you try to run from all your problems rather than solving them, you will have many, many frustrations and casualties along the line. Your kids, your job, et cetera, et cetera. It's a terrible thing, but God help you. But here uh, Solomon is saying, be careful of the little foxes that spoil the vines. Now, I believe, as I did some research on this many years ago, in the Judean hills of Israel, I tell you, they are marvelous today, but it didn't start out this way. In 1948, whenever the Jews took possession of the land of Israel from the Mediterranean Sea to the Great Sea, their land was given to Israel. And finally, in 1948, the Balfour Declaration gave the Jewish people a homeland. They were scattered all over the world. They were persecuted. Six million of them killed during the Holocaust in Europe. And David, you and I, we were in that one camp where they slaughtered. We saw the furnaces where they burned the bodies of the Jews and how they were mistreated and thrown in mass graves. Such a tragedy and uh, such an awful sight. And it was a solemn day for us, David. We were not rejoicing about anything. We felt so bad. But God said, David, that he has made a covenant with Israel. And though he has allowed this to happen because they turned their back on God. But I tell you, if you're a child of God and you turn your back on God, you don't lose your salvation, but you lose the grace of God in your life and you lose the power of God in your life. And you are thrown at the winds and the doctrines that are changing almost daily, even in America, that you will not have a foundation to stand on. King Solomon is saying, we've got to be careful because we're tender. And what we allow our minds to feast on, we will become that. A man is nothing more or less than the process of his thought life. What he thinks about, he will become when he goes to bed that night. You keep that in your mind. Another thing I would like to say is this. Remember, whenever you are idle, to guard your mind, keep your mind attentive. Paul said, put loins about your mind like a belt or a a rope to, to hold your mind so that you do not just daydream. Daydreaming is a very serious and deadly thing. And if you're not careful, what you're thinking about when you're doing your ironing or sweeping the floor, If you don't think and be careful to gird your mind, think properly, you will become that night when you go to bed a result of the process of your bad thinking during the day. So Solomon wants to make sure we understand we're tender. None of us ever get to the place 
where we don't have to worry about the attacks of the devil. He is available. He's alive and well, and he will try to do everything and anything to get you not to be where you should be. But the Judean hills are so magnificent. In 1948, whenever Israel went into the country, it was so barren, folks. There was nothing growing. The Judean hills were rocks and and just looked about impossible that you could ever raise anything on those hills. And yet the Jews, ladies and gentlemen, they went in there and they worked and labored and carried rocks out and did a lot of horticultural things to make the land a beautiful thing. So that one day, as God said, one day the desert will blossom as a rose. So they were careful. They went in. They worked hard. They labored for years and years so that today they are one of the leading exporters of uh, vegetables and and, uh, fruit and different things. How in the world did that happen? I tell you, it happened because Israel was looking and thankful that God gave them a land. So they went out and they worked sweating jobs day in and day out. But King Solomon said, let's be careful because we have the possibility of being injured. Now, these Judean hills during the process of time, because of the vegetation, it brought in fox and different types of animals that were just not good for the crops. Now, fox do not eat great, but what would happen that up on the top of the hills of Judea, there were all kinds of caves and there were lions, there were different types of animals that stayed in those caves. But what would happen was as those animals began to grow and multiply in the early morning and also in the late evening, these fox would come out Again, they would not go to the vineyards and eat the grapes, but they would run thither and hither through the grapevines. And uh, many of them were playing. The little foxes would run here and there. But by doing that, ladies and gentlemen, they began to bruise the grapes. Then they would go down into the valley where the Judean hills would drain the water and the little villages would have streams here and there. And the fox would go down there. They would eat some vegetation there and drink the water. And then they would go back up for the rest of the day, which was extremely warm. And they would go into their dens. And then again at night, they would come out running through hither and further. They would run through their vineyards to try to uh, just enjoy life a little bit. Then down in the valley to drink the water and then go back up. And really, it all happened. It went unnoticed by the farmers. They were in there in the afternoon and the mornings. They were trimming the vineyards. They were planting different things here and there, taking care of the horticulture, of their wealth and their expenses. They were very diligent. They were not negligent. They were diligent. However, subtly, they began to notice as the grapes begin to ripen, that rather than beautiful grapes, they noticed that they were bruised. They were no longer capable of selling those grapes. Some of them were used for wines and different things, but most of their product had been injured because of the playfulness of these foxes. And before long, they realized they had to do something. 
And so they realized many years later that what was happening as they called in experts that these foxes had bruised and made the tenderness become rotten. That's a marvelous thought to me. These things in life, we don't necessarily set out to take part of it or to get involved in it, but because we're not careful about our tenderness and about how subtle Satan is, he's like the little foxes. He will sow thoughts in your mind. He will bring a delusion to your heart and you will become a skeptic and eventually perhaps a heretic that uh, you, you don't even believe in God. You don't believe it, but how do you know the Bible's true? All the questions that come out. I'll tell you how you can know the Bible is true. Just open your heart and say, God, teach me your Bible. Teach me the word of God. And I'll tell you, you will learn that you have in your hand the eternal truth and the inerrant truth of God's word. And he will strengthen you. He will comfort you. And he will do for you what only he can do. Thank you again, David, for allowing me to come and talk about this subtle area of life. Little things will eventually grow and grow until they become big things. So don't despise little things. Don't think you can get away with forgetting to read the Bible, neglecting the house of God, etc., etc. Those things are stumbling blocks along the way. And Satan will do everything he can to get you sidetracked and to hurt you. But beloved, we have an eternal kingdom that we're fighting for. We're not living for this world. We are fighting for the next world. By saying fighting, I mean we have to be resilient. We have to be a target that God can use to defeat the devil. The Bible says that if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. And you resist the devil by saying, Satan, get out of my life. Get away from me. I know this is you trying to ruin my marriage, trying to ruin my life. And I'm not going to allow you to do that through the blood of Jesus. Again, you have tender grapes. Please keep them tender. Please keep your heart sensitive to God and alert to the voice of God in your heart. There are two voices in this world, the voice of God and the voice of Satan. Learn to detect who it is that is talking to you. God will never come to you with questions. He will come to you with answers. He doesn't say, do you think you're saved? He will say, you are saved or you are lost. So today, take us, God, the little foxes. Help us, O oh Lord, that we might have a guardian, the blessed Holy Spirit around us, that we will be able to resist the little foxes that are all around us just a kind word from a woman or a kind word from a man that can grow and subtly cause us to have a default in our wedding or our marriage. Again, thank you, dear Lord, for this time. Thank you for my son, David. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you, Dad. That was a really excellent message. And uh, you'll be able to catch us again another time on Spotify directly now. So go with God and be a blessing today.